All right. Uh, it all started in a garden. Are you ready? Uh, yeah. Uh, I had, this is my 12th message uh, in this series. Somebody did come up to me the other night and said, Pastor, I'm really enjoying this series. Uh, so there, take that. Um, I, uh, I, I've really enjoyed this, and I'm going to at least push pause because I want to cover some other things during October. I may come back to it, uh, but, uh, but I, I have really enjoyed this whole idea of understanding that God's intention for life, for mankind, is a blessed life in a blessed place. Uh, you know, that's how he started it all. That was his original intention. Um, and that's his ultimate intention, really, is that every human being lives a blessed life in a blessed place. I mean, you know, the will of God is not happening in a lot of places and for a lot of people. But that doesn't mean that it's not his intention or his heart to do that. And uh, I think we all know that that intention was messed up, was marred, was lost by Adam and Eve's disobedience. But anybody grateful for Jesus and his work on the cross? Come on, anybody grateful for Jesus? And he broke, he broke the power of the curse and released the, the power of the blessing. And so one of the, the concepts that uh, has kind of shaped this whole thing is that the fact that it all started in a garden and the idea that agricultural or principles and ideas really are in the fabric of how we live. And I started this uh, message last week and only got so far. And, and I just I want to pick it up again today, uh, this idea that whatever we do will prosper. And so uh, Psalm 1, <clears throat> verse 1 says, How blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He will be like a tree, firmly planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in its season, its leaf does not wither, and in whatever he does, he prospers." And I, I love this picture, this idea of a tree that is firmly planted, that is strong, that is rooted and grounded and bearing fruit and, uh, you know, your, doesn't wither, uh, just makes it through season after season and whatever he does, he prospers. And all of this is the result of a mindset that we find, I think, in this passage. And I just want to keep hammering this idea because I just think it's, it's so, so, so important. And if, if we don't get this idea that I'm about ready to share with you, uh, I think it's hard to, to really fall in step with all the rest of it. And that is this, is that biblical truth is not just for the spiritual part of your life. It's not just for the church part of your life. It's not just for the religious part of your life. Biblical truth is going to empower us to have this tree planted, fruitful, whatever we do prospers. It's, God has that intention for all of our life, not just the spirit, what we would call the, the spiritual or religious side. 2 Peter 1 verse 3 says, seeing that his divine power has granted to us 
everything, say everything, everything pertaining to life and godliness through the true knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence. And the reason I, I keep insisting on this is because I do think that a lot of Christians end up creating a bit of a hybrid where they will borrow into or buy into some of the ideas that are in the Bible, but then there are other ideas that they kind of go, well, I think I'm going to do this part this way. But if I could encourage you to buy the idea that the Bible is the inspired Word of God and it is profitable for every arena of your life, for your marriage, for your kids, for your money, for your career, for your friendships, for your everything that goes on in life, the Bible brings life to all of that. And, and when, when we get that and, and we're willing to sometimes admit my way of thinking isn't exactly God's way of thinking. And if somebody's going to need to make an adjustment, guess who should? So I touched on these ideas. I want to, I actually want to just preach them again because they're, they're so important to me. But, but number one, the concept that is involved in us being prosperous and fruitful and grounded is our associations or our influences. What influences us? How blessed is the man who doesn't walk in the counsel of the wicked or stand in the path of sinners or sit in the seat of scoffers? And I just, I think it, it has to be constant for us that we are, are really being clear about who we hang out with and who is influencing our thinking, who's influencing who. And there's so many um, things that are coming at our life, whether it's the people that are in our world or maybe the news or, you know, what modern music has to say or what movies have to say or our friends that are around us, even family that's around us. We're all being bombarded with ideas that come from all of these places and filtered by whoever the powers that be. And we've got to be aware of what is going on and how it influences our thinking, our outlook, our belief, our, our look to the future, our process of the past. And there's very few things that can, will affect you more than the people that you spend time with. Did you realize that even if you're around people who eat a lot, you will eat more? It's true. It's like even something as simple as that, we are all influenced so strongly by the people that are around us. And let's face it, the world we live in is, the culture of it is negative, it's critical, it's cynical, it's argumentative, and, and you've got to realize that those influences can poison your spirit. The second thing that uh, is so powerful in this passage that helps us kind of uh, understand how to get this whatever we do prospers is our delights. What we really delight in, what we really want. Uh, so Psalm 1-2 says, His delight is in the law of the Lord, and in that law he meditates day and night. This idea about being delighted in the law of the Lord, delighted in the word of God, delighted in in God's way of thinking and God's way of living. Because let me say this, if there's still something in us that's resistant 
to God's way of doing things, you're going to end up really doing what you want to do. You might go, oh yeah, that's what the Bible says, but you got to get your big butt out of here. Now, now, I want you to be in love with God's way. God wants you. That's why I think it's so important that we have to buy the idea that God's way is the way that leads us into whatever we do, it will prosper. We gotta, we've got to get beyond just thinking of our Bible as uh, something we read for a devotional checklist. We've got to start absorbing the way God thinks about things. Like, get a little bigger than just devotional checklists, and we've got to absorb it and actually start to love it. So the third idea, which I'm probably going to spend the most of my time on today, is that is our programming. Our programming. What's going to impact us and cause us to really be able to walk in all of God's best for our life is our programming. So the Bible says, uh, again, that same verse, his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. In his law, in God's way, meditate, to muse, to consider, to take time to consider. The way you and I process what happens in life, what happens to us, what happens around us, how we, how we put it together. Whether you realize it or not, we're all meditating on something. We've all got a train of thought we've 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 all got a programming that is causing us to to respond to what goes on in our life so you can call it what you want you could call it programming you could call it our script you could call it your operating system you could call it your bs your your belief system you know come on right? You could call it the narrative that you tell yourself, and all of us have this conscious and unconscious thinking pattern that's affecting our choice, it's affecting our, uh, our response, it's creating our ceiling, it's limiting us, or it's freeing us, it's, it's causing our patterns. Like, why do we keep running up against the same things over and over? And the truth is, this stuff is so ingrained in, in us. And it affects our finances. It affects our relationships. It affects our self-esteem. It affects our relationship with God. It affects our well-being, our, our sense of peace, our joy our enjoyment and life, all of that programming is, is running our life. It's not what's happening to you. It's what's happening in you. It's how you are evaluating and how you are processing and 
how you are responding and how you are reacting. Because you don't have control over everything that happens to you, but you can have control over what's happening in you. And so the Bible is giving us this idea, like you got to be careful what the negative influence is in your world, but then you gotta, you got to love God's word, God's way, God's law enough to start trying to think that way. So Romans 12, 2 you know, gives us this idea, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you would prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. In other words, you would get back to the will of God, a blessed life in a blessed place. So here's what I know. The truth is you can change. Come on, anybody glad for that? You can. You can transform your life. You can change. What you're not just handed uh, a lot in life and that you're stuck with. You can change. The other side of that truth is it's hard <laughs> to change. And to change your programming, to change your operating system, to change the script, to, to change the narrative that goes on inside of you, the self-talk that's happening inside of you, it it requires something more than just occasionally reading your Bible. That you have to create some margin in your world. There could be, I don't think, anything more important than create some margin in your world to stop and think about what you're thinking about, right? To rethink, to retrain, to push refresh, to give room for the Holy Spirit to speak to you. And then to actually start acting on what's happening. Because action creates who you are. Action creates who you want to be. So it's one thing to think it, but it's you got to make the next step. You can read every book on the planet about eating, but if you don't change something, hello, you could every, read every book in the, in the world on prayer, but if you don't pray, and this getting God's way of thinking uh, ingrained into our way of thinking, into our programming, a train of thought will take you somewhere. Not every thought you have is a good one. Come on. Turn and look at your neighbor and say, he's talking about you now. Right? It's, it's not, not every thought is a good one. You don't have to believe everything you think. And some train of thought is going to run your life. It's going to keep creating the fruit. And I can't think of a, of a better train to get on than Psalm 1. <laughs> because Psalm 1 
is it's a mindset, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna push off on the negative. I'm gonna embrace God's way, and it's gonna take me in the right direction. Now I've used this analogy often, but I think it's still a very good one, and I don't think we ever outgrow it. Right now, there are dozens, hundreds of radio stations that you could be listening to, right? There's Christian radio, there's classical radio, there's hard rock radio, there's talk radio, there's sports talk radio, there's country radio. And those waves are going out waiting for you to tune in to that. The fact that you can't hear it is only because you're not tuned in. Because your mind is not set on country music. Somebody praise him. Uh, you, you can only hear what your mind is set to. You can only hear what you are actually aware of. You can only hear what you're able to hear. So I think it's, it's good to stop and think about, like, what station? I get in my little car and, you know, with the aid of my phone and my car, I can listen to AM, FM, XM. I could throw a CD in there. I could throw a cassette. No, I can't do that. Um, I could listen to Pandora radio. I can listen to Spotify. You know, back in the day, you used to have presets on your radio. Hit that one button, and it would go to the station that you preset. Now we have playlists. You create your playlist. And you have a playlist going on in your head all the time. What does your life playlist sound like? Is your playlist positive or negative? Is your playlist, everything works out for me, not because of me, but because I've got a God who promised that he would cause all things to work together for my good, so is that the song or is the song on your playlist, nothing ever goes my way? And, and somebody might be sitting here thinking, that is my song. <laughs> that is my playlist. And changing that is not easy, but you can do it. Come on, what, what is, what's, is your playlist? My life is getting better. I am going forward. Or is your song, if it weren't for bad luck, I'd have no luck at all. Our mindset is the way our mind is set. 
Proverbs 23, 7 says, As a man thinks within himself, so he is. I love this word, thinks, because uh, it, it gives us a great idea. It, it literally means the way you calculate, the way you add things up within your own soul, within your own process. And the way we think is the way we are. So the same thing could happen to two different people. But one of them, the way they calculate and process and add it up is, I'm I'm victorious. God's going to help me and I'm going to find out a way and we're going to overcome this thing. But somebody else calculates it and goes, why is everybody always picking on me? And I'm, you know that those thoughts need to be pulled down so that your playlist is the right playlist. You get to decide, are you going to be joyful or are you going to be downcast? You get to decide. It has nothing to do with what's going on around you. It's, it's a choice. To the person who's downhearted, the Bible says, life is miserable. But to the person who who has a joyful heart, every day is a feast. And every, so you got to know every day is not a good day. But it can be a good day for you. Come on. I, I, this, this whole idea of recognizing I'm not trying to do life on my own. I'm not trying to work this out on my own. God is for me. God will help me. That's a mindset. That's a, that's a, that's a thought. Whenever something comes that feels overwhelming, that's when you got to play the right song, push the right station, get on the right approach. Some people wake up and their their playlist is the world is full of opportunities and somebody else wakes up and their playlist is the world is out to get me people are trying to take advantage of me i better guard all my stuff transformation it happens when we change our mind change our mindset and if, if we want significant change, real change, we got to change our mindset. So you got to change your mindset and get God's way of thinking. Get God's way of thinking about marriage. See, that not been, this will be 38 years this October for us, October 17th. And. And the truth is, part of 
the reason that we've had a happy, healthy marriage for 38 years is we just bought God's idea that there's no back door and we got to work it out. We just got to work it out. She has got to change and so that we can... Yeah, we know that. We, we know how that's really working. Come on. Come on, when, when your kids are driving you nuts... Oh, you're acting like your kids don't drive you nuts, but I know they do. You got to know that God gave them to you because he wanted them parented by somebody like you that could be a good influence on their life. And, and you got to play that. You got to push that song. You got to play that song. Whether it's your work, whether it's your money, whether it's your ministry, and let me just say, if you're going to walk in peace, you're going to have to push the right song, push the right mindset. If you're going to walk in love, there's so many opportunities to walk in another direction. If you're going to walk in joy, hey, if you're going to have a free spirit, there's, you got to make sure that your mind set is right. Ephesians 4 verse 22 says this, in reference to your former manner of life, lay aside, put off the old self, which is being corrupted in accordance with the lust of the deceit, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And then put on the new self, to put off the old, put on the new. Which in the likeness of God has been created in righteousness and holiness of the truth. So the Bible says, you got to keep putting off. So your old self might be cranky. I'm just looking to see... You could keep putting that on if you want, but you're going you're gonna to shrink your world, right? Your old self might be full of self-pity. Your old self might be full of anger. And you can't judge somebody's weakness with your strength. Because what their old self is may not be an issue to you, but it's in, you got your issues. Come on, we know you. We know you got your issues. We all do. And you got to lay aside the old. But I love this. It says, be renewed in the spirit of your mind, in the framework of your mind. Put on the new self. And I think putting on the new, on the new self is a lot about just aligning ourselves with who God says we are what God says we have that's why you got you got to get fixated on the promises of God and on the God who keeps his promise and you got to get your thinking 
The Old Testament was built on commandments and obedience. The New Testament is built on promises. A better covenant built on better promises. That's what Hebrews tells us. It's built on the promise of God. Filling your mind, your heart, your thinking, your outlook with the promise of God could take your life to an incredibly new place. If you fill your mind with everything you do wrong, hey, that's not a good station to listen to all the time. Because you're never going to be good enough. So, I think for us to stop and go, what is my mind set to? Ephesians chapter 3 tells us this, verse 16, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner man. And I, I have preached this idea for years, and I'm going to keep preaching it because it's not like you get your belief system completely fixed. Because as soon as you peel off a layer and get it right, now you get down to what's really going on, and you peel off another layer, and you go, oh, yeah, oh my gosh, come on, Right? So it's not like you sort of arrive at this place. You weren't even ready to go to that place in your soul 10 years ago. That way of thinking, no way God could have dealt with that. It would have crushed you like a bug. But I, I really do believe that the health of our belief system that's held in our inner man is creating the quality of life that we are living. So in your inner man, you're processing. Your inner man is, is an opportunity comes your way. And consciously you go, oh, that's a great opportunity. But on the inside of your soul, in your inner man, you go, I don't know if I could handle that. And you don't step into it. You've gotten, you've been hurt in the past, and now you're kind of delicate, guarded, and this, God sends this wonderful person, either a friend or potentially more than that, but a wonderful person comes into your world. And if your inner man goes, oh, I, I can't handle getting hurt again. If your inner man, if, your inner, if, if God's sending you somebody that could be part of your destiny team, if you will, which we all need, but your inner man goes, oh, I'm not good enough. I'm awkward. People don't really like me. People don't really want to help me. You, you, 
You keep shutting it down on the inside. This may not be applying to you, but you know somebody you could talk to about this. So a problem arises, and in your inner man, you're going, not again. But there's got to be another, another thing inside of your soul that goes, God really does cause all things to work together for my good. And I, I, I feel the sting of this. I'm not going to deny that. But in my soul of souls, in my inner man, in the way I process this thing, I believe God's going to work this out. So it, it doesn't matter. I mean, you could, you could hear me up here for weeks now talking about flourishing in life. But if your inner man shuts it down, I could talk to you about the anointing. I could talk to you about healing. I could talk to you about favor. I could talk about the goodness of God. I could talk about love. I could talk about forgiveness. I could talk about peace. But if your inner man doesn't give you the go-ahead, even though your head is consciously going, yeah, that's right, I see it, look at all those scriptures, but your inner man doesn't give you permission I think we have to learn how to give ourselves permission to walk in all of God's best for our lives. Amen. And the last idea that I want to talk about that I think is in this passage is our root system. Our root system. Where, your, where our roots are. So, uh, Psalm 1-3 says... He'll be like a tree firmly planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in its season. Its leaf does not wither. Whatever he does, he prospers. A tree firmly planted, roots, drinking of living water, taking its uh, well-being, its sustenance from Something that's beyond what's on the surface. Now, I actually didn't understand this picture as well a few years ago as I do now because I grew up in New Orleans. Home of the New Orleans Saints. First place, NFC South, way ahead of the Panthers, the Falcons, the Bucks, just, just way ahead, one game. But when I moved here, I, there's this beautiful thing that happens in the fall, deciduous trees lose their leaves but on the way color red yellow orange beautiful tourists would come hallelujah 
push that push that song it says they'll be gone soon um, but it's really trees responding to outward environmental change but there are trees non-deciduous trees that they they are drawing their resource and not from beneath the surface and they're not responding to outward environment change what i'm saying to us is that our roots have got to go down into another dimension like i live in this world but my living comes from another world so I get joy from God that I bring into my world I get peace from God my roots are there that I bring that peace into a world of division and chaos I get love from God I get vision from God and I just know if we would adjust the association the influences what we really delight in our programming our root system come on this is gonna be the description of our life you're gonna be like a tree firmly planted by streams of water you're you are not gonna wither in the winter of life whatever you do it's gonna prosper come on somebody say amen thank the Lord I want to pray if you would please just bow your heads and close your eyes and I just want to pray for a moment father I'm just praying that today you are touching us that you are helping us that we are the lights are coming on father I pray for people that they're bound we all are in some place God that you are giving us freedom in our soul freedom in our spirit freedom in our life somebody's been hurt in this room bring healing somebody's been disappointed in this room God bring hope somebody's been taken advantage of in this room God touch us and help us to open our lives to the right kind of people hey every head bowed every eye closed last moment together maybe you've never actually started this whole journey and surrender your life to Jesus could I just pray with you today maybe you're here today and you can look back to a day when you know you used to be close to the Lord but you're not there right now and you know it in your own heart you know it's a day for you to come home or maybe you just feel unsure you don't feel confident that your life is really securely in the hands of God and 
If that's you, you've never given your life to Christ, but you want to. You, you, you used to be close to him, but you know you're not where you want to be or could be or should be. Or you just don't feel confident. You say, Pastor, would you pray with me? I want you to lift your hand real high all over in this room. Just say yes. Just open your life. Just open your heart. Just open yourself. Thank you. Let's pray this prayer together. Everybody pray with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I open my life to your love, to your lordship. I need you. I want you in my world as my Lord. I know I've sinned, but I come to the cross where you have paid the price for my forgiveness. Today is a fresh start and a new beginning as I surrender to you. Help me become the person you created me to be. Amen.